Welcome to 3Talk, coaching conversations for modern day living. With backgrounds in business, marketing and teaching, Susie, Lucia and Fleur bring you tips and tools to help you live the life you want to live. 3Talk, transforming lives for the better. Welcome everybody. We've got another episode of 3Talk for you guys and with a very special announcement because yes, you probably have guessed it. We are back to being three talk. Yay! <laughs> We've got the amazing Susie with us, joining us back again uh, in this lovely journey. We have missed you very much, Susie. So we are very, very happy to have you here. And we thought, for those of you who haven't been listening to us in a little while, Susie has just had a lovely, beautiful boy. Uh, So she's joining us back from maternity leave. And we thought it would be quite a great topic to cover today, which is how do we cope with motherhood? How do we do uh, get back to our life after having had a baby? And what does having a baby mean from a mum perspective? So that's what we're going to be talking to you today because we know this is quite an extensive uh, topic. We have decided to do this podcast in two two episodes. So today we're going to be giving you four tips to adjust into motherhood. And next week we're going to be giving you four more. So make sure that you're tuning in uh, this week and next one to have the full scope of it. And without further ado, welcome back, Susie. Thank you. Welcome everyone and just want to say thank you to the lovely Fleur and Lucia who have been doing an amazing job and who have kept the seat warm still for me to return to as I start easing myself back into work and as a new mother as Lucia said. So we thought the topic of adjusting to motherhood would be great purely for the fact that we are now including me all mothers and it's actually quite an emotive topic people adjust into motherhood in different ways and as a new mum to a very very smiley and happy eight month old I can tell you it has been uh, beautiful overwhelming frustrating and positively awe-inspiring journey however I have to say I never knew that you would love uh, a little being so much and life is definitely better for it but If you spoke to me in the days just after, when I was trying my best to get him to breastfeed with not much joy, when I was in uh, deep pain after the effects of surgery, feeling like a zombie due to sleep deprivation and feeling like a bloated whale, it would be very hard for me to believe, flash forward four months, and I felt like I was back in control on top of the world and finally getting my head around the huge responsibility and connection that I had with him. I have now since done a bit of research and there is some phenomenon that happens around four months, which is why I felt so amazing. However, go forward a couple more months when your hair starts to fall out, your hormones that give you your high leave your body and you feel vulnerable once again means you feel like you're starting all over. But I have to say the whole journey from pregnancy to now has been one huge learning curve and a very steep period of adjustment. So I don't know about you ladies, but The one thing when I talked to every mother about, you know, having a baby that everyone said it was, yes, it was overwhelming. So everyone agrees with that. But no one really talks openly about your grieving process, the process of the loss of your former life, you know, feeling suffocated, the thought of never having me time again. 
and in the early days, then couples with guilt, the guilt that you have those thoughts and feelings and that you shouldn't be feeling like that as a new mother. Like reflecting on that, I have to say, I was also definitely in part shock, but wouldn't have realised that at the time. And I definitely went through Dr. Kubler's Ross change cycle. And if some of you are aware of that, that's the either change cycle or the grief cycle as it's known. And whilst I'm totally out of that phase now, it really wasn't an easy process. So I'm not sure about you ladies or how you feel, but did you have similar feelings adjusting to motherhood with your first child or not? What do you think, Fleur? Oh, gosh. Funnily enough, I thought that this adjustment was going to be really easy for me because I was a school teacher, because I thought that I knew a lot about child development and I thought I would just breeze through. But you're right, the adjustment is huge and no one tells you about that. Yes, you have this lovely little new being, but the responsibility can be quite overwhelming. And that change of identity of not just being you anymore, but being a mum is huge. And it is something that we do need to talk more about so that we realize this is a normal thing. This is a normal feeling. And if we're more aware of those feelings and that the adjustment will happen, we'll be able to deal with it in much more of a positive way. What do you think, Lucia? For me, it went kind of one step farther because I know it's going to sound silly, but obviously you're pregnant for nine months um, on average, right? People have premature children as well. But even though you're waiting for that child to be born nine months, to me, it just felt that it just happened overnight, like literally one day and everything just changed. And I thought I was prepared for welcoming that child. And yeah, it was completely different to what I thought it was going to be. But also, without wanting to sound too selfish, during pregnancy, it's all about the mum. So you feel extra looked after, extra cared for, extra nourished. And then again, when the baby comes, as much as you love that human being, everybody forgets about you. So it's also that adjustment to like, hang on a minute, like for nine months, I've been the queen of the house. And all of a sudden, there's another tiny human being here that needs all my focus and attention and all the focus and attention of those around me. So there's also that, that, you know, somehow you need to adjust to as well, because let's not forget that giving birth is a very, is a huge uh, thing that happened to our body. So we also need to remember to look after ourselves even more, especially um, after those days. And all of a sudden, and this is something that I felt myself, I became absolutely focused on my children and kind of you forget to look after yourself. So I would say that was also one key learning uh, that I had. Yeah, and I think the key words, uh, you know, even just as this is a reflection, the key words for me were adjust, adapt and flex. And, and be flexible in what you're doing and flexible in what your thoughts are around this because nothing ever turns out the way it wants to be. And I think that leads me on to our first tip of adjusting to motherhood. <laughs> um, so we've got some tips for you just in terms of making that transition easier. And I've, you know, we've kind of built these in from, I suppose, the ones that nobody tells you about. You always get told the obvious ones. So these are probably not so obvious, but is number one, is lowering your expectations. 
my expectations are generally pretty high. And coming home, home with Harper was, um, I had a vision of, I don't know, being a mother and I don't know, I had really high hopes of how I was going to feel and how it was going to be. And I was so excited to get everything started, but I had a prolonged hospital stay. So, and I know other mothers have had exactly the same. So again, you have to flex around that. I had deep pain going home. So yeah, it wasn't in the best place mentally in terms of um, 100% focus on him. He wasn't latching on. So I felt terrible about that. And when I got home, I literally sat down and looked around and I just cried. You know, I was home looking at this little person and he needed me for everything. And this huge um, responsibility and the enormity of it all just hit me along with those hormones. And yeah, I, I found that part really hard because my expectations were so high. So just know that it won't be all rainbows and sunsets and, you know, cloudless skies, but that's okay. It's good. You know, it's okay. It's, it's life. And actually, whilst that does happen and can happen, you know, the rainbow is at the other end. And when people said that to me at the time, I wasn't quite sure, but I can tell you it's true. <laughs> what do you think, Lucia? I think like, you know, that is, that is, as you say, one of the ones that people don't tell you, but is the first thing that you realize. And I think like, you know, he's about embracing where you are right now and going through what you are right now without thinking, you know, farther ahead. And if your kid is waking up at 1am, at 3am, at 5am, as they do, just enjoy being cuddling your baby at 1am. And then you're being cuddling your baby at 3 a.m. And then you're cuddling your baby at 5 a.m. And whatever you get to do at 9 o'clock in the morning, 9 o'clock is, is four hours ahead. And you're being right here, right now. And go through the waves as they go. Because I think that's the other thing. When you're too much in your head kind of thinking, oh, God, these are waits for me in the morning or this is going to happen, then you're not enjoying where you are right now. You're stressing yourself. And you're setting yourself up for feeling even more guilty for not having had enough sleep or not having enjoyed that moment uh, feeding your baby. So I think it is one of the most important bits. Just learn to be where you are right now and try and distract yourself from anything else. I think that's a really key thing, isn't it? To kind of appreciate and not expect like most things in life, if you kind of expect things to go a certain way and they don't, you feel really out of control. And I made, well, it was really popular at the time to do the Gina Ford method and it was so controlling. And you expected your baby to go to sleep at the right time, wake up at the right time, feed at the right time. And I had a child who had reflux and was sick all the time. So every time she ate, she was sick. And I had to deal with that again, it was something I didn't expect. So if you don't expect things and you just go with the flow, which I know is easier than said than done, but I would say don't do things like Gina Ford, which is so controlling and just go with what your baby needs. And I remember a friend coming around who'd had two children and she said to me, you know, just love the baby and think about what it needs instead of trying to follow a really prescriptive routine. And routines are helpful later on, but when they're so small, when they first come home and you're trying to stick to this really strict routine, you're already setting yourself up for failure. 
So I'd say, yeah, lower your expectations and appreciate, not expect. And I think what you just said as well, um, you, well, you've both picked up on it, but is embrace where you are right now. Nothing is a permanent state. And in the first few weeks of motherhood, about the first few months with my kid in, I totally underestimated what a lack of sleep does to your partnership. <laughs> I uh, underestimated, you know, in terms of pain after birth, but it will subside, like it does subside. Your sleep patterns will go back. Okay, they might not go 100% as they were, i.e. 12 o'clock lanes on a Saturday, but they will resume. And your ability to clear the fog that is caused by baby brain will clear. Although mine hasn't gone 100%, I definitely feel a hell of a lot less foggy than what I did in those days. And I can remember my mum sitting on the end of my bed with me and we were just looking down at Harper and he's just like staring up with his like beautiful needy eyes and just looking down at him and you know thinking gosh I've got pain from my nipples from where he's not latching on properly and I've got pain from this but you know and she said you will literally not know yourself you will not know yourself in a few weeks you will be back to where you were and I was like yeah 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 and she was right because I was and it takes time Uh, it takes a lot of time I'm not saying that it is like this for everyone because it isn't but you know, and there was dark, there's dark, there's peaks and troughs, isn't there, in those days when your hormones are all over the place and you're in a state of shock and you actually don't know what hit you. But it will absolutely not be a permanent state and it will get better. Do you agree with that, ladies? What do you think, Lucia? Even in the foggy nights, it does. <laughs> I think the thing for me also, by allowing myself being present in those moments, is that you get to discover these tiny little things that these tiny little creatures do and that can suddenly brighten up the day, like, immensely. Like, even the smallest gesture, like a tiny little smile, or when they open your eyes and, and look at you, those things that you can easily miss if you're not right there with them can make all the difference and all of a sudden change you from being all grumpy and thinking about the the lack of sleep that you have to being like the proudest mom on earth because your child has attempted of giving you a smile. And those are really precious moments. So I do think that embracing that moment, knowing that it's not a permanent state, can really help you contextualize everything. Yeah, I think that embracing the magic of it all, because it is magical and it is the only time that you have that very, very small newborn who's totally happy to see you at any time and gives you the most beautiful cuddles and yes, six up on you. But at the end of the day, there's so much beauty in it. So, you know, try not to get all the other bits getting you down, but try and enjoy the beauty of it. And, you know, it's so true because he's eight months now and I, I'm now grieving for the little boy that he was. I'm in nostalgia of those precious weeks at the beginning where we just literally hugged each other all night. And isn't it funny? At that point, I was like, oh, my gosh, if I have another night like that, I don't think I can cope. And now I'm like, give me back those nights because it was gorgeous and it was beautiful. And it just to have them that size, they're just like so cute. But... Alas, they move on, they evolve, and the point is, as do we, and nothing is permanent. So I suppose my next point, and this is a really key one, build a support network before and after you have a baby. So 
I just want to say that loneliness is a real thing. Even we're if you, you think we're with you, you won't on that be one. that person. Yeah. Uh? <laughs> we're with you on that one. You're with me. Okay. It, it's it's the, the loneliness word. I think even in an age group of like 30s, 40s, everyone just thinks they're invincible to loneliness. And it, you know, it's, it is because here's the thing. Motherhood and loneliness kind of work hand in hand because the first few weeks you want those precious moments, just you and him and, you know, your, your, your partner and, uh-huh. kind of, and yeah you know and you, you invite your family in and close people and friends etc but there is a point where everyone does that and then they just leave you okay so they're gone a bit like your point earlier this year but this is like this is quite short sharp brief gone and it's it's a bit bittersweet because at the end of the day you you know, you really want that precious time to yourself, but then you can get yourself into a rut where you spend a lot of time as a mother in your house with your baby at the beginning because you're learning the ropes, they're needing that time, and you can get yourself into a loop if you don't have a friendship circle already built or a network after having a baby, especially if it's your first and you don't have any other friends at the same time as you having a baby um, that are also having one. So identify the supportive individuals in your life, talk to them, tell them how you're feeling and reach out. I think I was very good at doing this with um, people that were close to me. And I have the most amazingly supportive husband who just listened to me every step of the way. And I think there is a bit of a shame and people are a bit afraid to talk about this um, because they shouldn't feel like this because it's a bit self-indulgent because I'm a mother and I shouldn't you know, have my own feelings. Well, I think that's a load of rubbish. And I think we are all human and we all need connection and community matters. So I joined NCT. I met some lovely women and actually that has really helped me even when texting at like 3 and 4 a.m about how the feeding's going or what we're up to and it does just make you feel like you're not in it on your own and I don't know what your experience this Fleur was um but for me it was just hugely important yeah I mean I was really lucky because my best friend one of my best friends moved to London uh when her baby was about three months as well they were only three months apart so we kind of did everything together. We went out to groups, singing groups and um, play groups, but we would meet up every morning. So we just got out every morning. And I'd say that to any new mum. There's normally play groups around. If there's not, you know, ring up. There's local things everywhere where mums need to get together. And that makes a huge, huge difference. If you get out and just speak to people and you realize that everybody's going through the same kind of feelings and thoughts and having the same problems and you can ask questions about feeding, uh, sleep, it just makes you feel hugely different. And again, I was in an NCT group as well, which was very helpful because you're going through exactly the same things at the same time. So definitely, definitely find groups of women that are at this, doing the same thing as you because it makes a huge difference. And, you know, if any dads are listening to this as well, what Susie said earlier about having a supportive husband that just listens, we don't always want the solutions, but we do want someone to listen and care. So that's really important. It's strength in numbers, isn't it? Like to know that you are surrounded by people that are going through the same thing as you are at the same time is like, yep, yeah, I'm not alone on this. But also, I would say, quite frankly, just being able to have a conversation with an adult and escape from the like, how are you? Blah, 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 blah. 
as cute as it sounds, you kind of that reaches a point where you had enough of that and you just need to say, hi, hello, how are you doing? In a normal voice. So it's also very comforting knowing that you can have that adult conversation. And I would say, like, you know, for me uh, in particular, I found this to be even more important because as you ladies know, I come from Spain. So all kind of like my school friends, which would have been going through the same uh, as I was in terms of like, you know, bringing children to this world, were back home. So for me, it was extra challenging because I didn't have that already built network of people to go to other than via my phone. So I also joined the NCT and knowing that I could suggest going for a coffee or a walk or the park and have that real connection with real people really did help me, A, in getting out of the house, which I think fresh air is super important for both the baby and the mum, but also, as we are saying, to keep nurturing that human connection and, and feeling part of something of, you know, having that feeling of belonging. Okay, so I think the next point, which is uh, four, is for me, staying you. Now, this is a really hard one, and we could just do a whole topic on this um, by itself, but it's identity crisis can hit us at any point in our lives and it does not discriminate. So, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, but mothers are notably hit with them pretty hard for all of the reasons we've just talked in terms of isolation, you know, in terms of the place where you are right now and in terms of the shock of the huge adjustments that need to be made. So all I want to say is, and this is one thing, and this is a mantra that I've had throughout is I am still me. I am still me. You still enjoy what you enjoyed. You haven't lost your sense of humour, although it might feel like it at times, and it certainly did for me. And you may evolve even from where you are right now. But right now, just because you can't fit into the clothes that you once wore, I still can't. You know, just because you are tired, lethargic, and don't have the same joy in you, you do. You just need to start planning things into your diary that you did. So I did this pretty early on and it actually, it was really important to me. I planned in, I had a weekend away with my mum and sister very early on, which where I left Harper, which um, was actually amazing because whilst the first bit was full of guilt, the rest of it wasn't. And I really enjoyed myself and came out of myself. I planned in nights out, trips out, And my husband totally supported me in doing this. And by the way, I totally support him doing what he wants as well, because I feel it's so important for our partnership and so that we don't lose sight of who we are. And it's also instrumental in me not just being known as a mum, because I don't want to be labelled just as mum, because I'm Susie and I have lots to offer. So I felt like that was a hugely important one to me, but one that I have seen backhand of people suffering with hugely. So my one tip would be start doing things that you already did. Don't wait for a year anniversary or two year anniversary because before you know it, you will be buried under motherhood and you'll have that label attached to you and you'll feel probably a bit lost. Flo, what do you think about trying to stay true to you? I actually found that was something that I found quite easy. I just carried on doing the stuff that I'd always done. I, as soon as I could, I went running. I went to baby yoga with my little girl. And I think that's probably why I adjusted to the baby, baby stage quite quickly. But 
I did find the change of identity from working quite difficult because I was a deputy head and I was used to having that responsibility. After about six months, I felt that I was losing that identity and that was more of a challenge. But I think of staying me and just carrying on doing the activities that I always did, that came quite naturally to me. But I do think any new mums out there that, you know, that is such a good tip. Just keep going out doing the stuff you were doing. It's okay to go out for a drink. It's okay to go out and dance. It's okay to go for a run. It's okay to, you know, start a new club if that's what you want to do. There's no right and wrong answers. It's what you need. So, you know, tap into actually what you need. I thought like, you know, to me, I was on the other side of the spectrum. I I just felt that more than anything, it just felt like it didn't have the right of being me because I was now a mum and I was supposed to be in a mum all the way. So that adjustment there to to thinking that I could still be me and like the things I liked doing before, that took quite a lot of adjustment. But I think like, you know, you said it in there, Susie, the key thing was to still do things that you like and you used to like. And even if it feels at first like you shouldn't be there, force yourself to do them because the minute that you ignite that light again, you spark that light again and you kind of get in touch of of who you are, it all comes back together. It's like riding a bike, isn't it? Like you think you're not going to be able to ride a bike again, yet you pedal a couple of times and you're back on it. Being a mum and being you had the same effect. I didn't think I was going to be able to be Lucia. The minute I was let loose, I got it back on track. (laughs) So if anything, give it a go and try. So lovely people, thanks so much for joining us today. This concludes the part one of Adjusting to Motherhood. We hope that you have taken uh, quite a lot from it. And don't forget to tune in next week as we're going to be talking about how to face your return to work, uh, how to come to terms with your body and regain the confidence with your body and, you know, all the other bits that come with being a mum and adjusting to being a mum. Once again, we want to welcome back our lovely Susie. It was lovely to have you back. And here we go. Free talk back again together. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in, for your support, for your love and likes and shares. Don't forget to keep tuning in and subscribe to the podcast because that's what's keeping us alive. And we shall see you here next week. Have a good one.